But tonight I want to look at <clears throat> Psalm 92, just the first three verses here, and <clears throat> kind of bring to us a little challenge, as it was a challenge to me. So let's read Psalm 92. It is good to give thanks to the Lord <clears throat> and to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness by night, with the ten-string lute and with a harp and with resounding music upon the lyre. What we have here is a psalm that is fully giving praise to the Lord for bringing to pass promises that the Lord made in Psalm 1 and Psalm 2. And what you'll notice here, you'll see Psalm 1. If you look down at verses 10 through 15, it says, You have exalted my horn like that of the wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil, and my eye have looked exultantly upon my foes. My ears hear of the evildoers who rise up against me. Now note verse 12. The righteous man will flourish like the palm tree. He will grow like a cedar in Lebanon planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still yield fruit in old age. They shall be full of sap and very green to declare that the Lord is upright. <clears throat> he is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in Him. And of course you see Psalm 1 in that section of the psalm. Here's a man, <clears throat> blessed of the Lord, delighting in the law of the Lord, who <clears throat> is endowed with a different mindset. His mindset is on the things of the Lord. And that tree that is planted beside quiet waters in Psalm 1 is planted where in Psalm 92? Is planted, <clears throat> verse 13, in the house of who? The Lord. the Lord. And so you get a little bit more understanding as our revelation progresses and unfolds here. But not only is Psalm 1 addressed, <clears throat> but Psalm 2 is addressed. And if you look at verses 5 through 9, it says, Great are your works, O Lord. Your thoughts are very deep. A senseless man has no knowledge, nor does a stupid man, man understand this, that when the wicked sprouted up like grass and all who do iniquity flourished, it was only that they might be destroyed forevermore. Boy, if that truth is lost in our culture. Everybody's striving to be prosperous no matter what it takes. But you, O Lord, are on high forever. For behold, your enemies, O Lord, for behold, your enemies will perish. All who do iniquity will be scattered. <clears throat> and that really is the encapsulation of Psalm 2. 
The Lord has set His holy king on Zion. He's declared the decree. But man is gathering themselves together against the Lord and against His Christ. But they will be shattered. <coughs> so when you have men gathering against the Lord and gathering against His Christ, they're doing it because they're prospering. But at the end of the day, the Lord shatters them <coughs> like pottery being shattered in a valley. So here is this, these men who walk in the darkness of their own minds, evidenced in their walk or behavior, evidenced in the course of their life, the direction of their life, and who find their rest in their evil tongue. That's where they find their peace, is expressing all of their mind about everything. So here, verses 5 through 9, you got Psalm 2. In verses 10 through 15, you have Psalm 1. And so the first four to five verses are magnifying and giving thanks to God because He is going and is bringing to pass the promises of these two Psalms. And so in verse 1, we note what is good. You want to know what goodness looks like. Well, it is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, Almost High. The phrase, sing praises, actually comes from the root word psalm. So you could actually translate that. It wouldn't flow very well. But it is good to give thanks to the Lord and to psalm to the Lord almost high to His name. So this is what goodness looks like. Goodness looks like a thankful and restful heart. He's singing in the midst of a day in which evil people are abounding because He knows that the Lord is going to bring about Exactly what he has said. Here's a thankful heart, a restful heart, and is to express this upon two occasions. Note verse 2 In the morning and when? By the night. Everybody see that? So you got the morning and of the night. So when he wakes up, What does He declare? God's loving kindness. Everybody see that? What does He declare when He goes to bed? God's faithfulness. So here, this encompasses both His waking and His resting or His sleep. And He would even do this upon stringed instruments. Now, not every believer has the talent or the ability to play restful music, psalms to the Lord on their waking and upon their sleeping. And we don't know who wrote this psalm, but it certainly seems to be characteristic of what man? Of David. So David actually had the ability. He could have woke up in the morning taking his instrument, <clears throat> singing this psalm to the Lord, 
remembering the Lord's loving kindness. Right before he went to bed, he would pick it up again in a time of devotion, (coughs) sing about the Lord's faithfulness, and then put his head (coughs) to rest. But at the minimum, you may not be able to do verse 3, but we certainly can do verses 1 and 2. Every believer can make melody in their heart to the Lord. Now we don't know the event that occasioned this psalm. It does say that it is a psalm, a song for what day? The Sabbath day, which would be Saturday. Or let me put it this way. It would be appropriate for the Sabbath day. The Sabbath day was a day of rest, a ceasing of labor. Okay, so this isn't this isn't someone banging rock and roll on a on a guitar. This is a day of rest. It is a day of devotion. It is a day of lifting up a restful, peaceful heart that is in tune to the Lord and expressing gratitude to the Lord on that day. Getting up in the morning and going to rest in that on that night. So we might be able to summarize it by saying that even though we don't know the event, it does seem like that it would be appropriate for what we call today a devotional time. You get up in the morning, you have your, quote, time with the Lord, or you have your devotions, or you have whatever you might call that time where you sit before the Lord. And since it's associated with devotion, let's look at the content of that devotion. The content is given in verse 2. To declare your loving kindness or your chesed, God's covenant loyalty, and to declare your faithfulness. Now the word faithfulness there basically refers to a trustworthiness to what God has said. It comes from a word that basically means truth. And so here he's expressing gratitude. He is psalming to the Lord, to God's name, almost high, concerning his loving kindness and to his faithfulness. This is the content in which he is giving in the morning and in the evening. Now, I thought to myself as I was thinking about this, how appropriate that is for a man who is a Psalm 1 type of person. Their mind delights in the law of the Lord, meditating therein day and and night. 
and how appropriate that would be for us. What would it be like to wake up in the morning and your first thought be God's loving kindness? I'm pausing to let you think about that. Think about how that would combat the immediate intrusion of distraction. Think about how that would guard your heart. To think about God's name. I mean, folks, you could wake up first thing in the morning, think about God's loving kindness, and immediately thank Him for this at least keeping you through the night. When you're sleeping, you have no control over anything. Am I right or wrong? You're out. You're breathing involuntarily. You're not telling yourself to breathe. Unless you wake up with asthma like I do sometimes. Your thought patterns, your rest, the type of rest that you get, the things that occupy your dreams, which the Bible says comes out of the busyness of your heart. A restful heart, restful dreams. You could wake up first thing and with full gratitude, thank God for His watch care over you in the night. Now think about starting every day like that. Think about laying there for just a few moments and just thinking about how loyal God has been to you in Christ Jesus. Was He loyal to Christ His Son? And Christ is our covenant. And being in Him, He is loyal to us through Him. How many things could you with full expression of a heart give thanks and give Him praise with your lips or in your heart upon waking up? And then you go throughout the day and it's a fight, isn't it? It's a fight to keep your mind on the things of the Lord. It's a fight not to get entangled in the things of the world. It's a fight not to repeat in your head what lost people say and what they do. And at the end of the day, you declare God's faithfulness to you. Now folks, you can't declare God's faithfulness to you unless you've been looking for it through the day. You don't want to get to the place where like, I can't think of anything. 
You could think of answered prayer that you gave up to Him. You could thank Him for wisdom that He's given to you through the day. You could thank Him for understanding as you've been meditating on His Word. You could thank Him for things that you mentioned tonight, opportunities to give the Gospel, boldness. That's God's faithfulness to you, isn't it? And think about <clears throat> laying your head on your bed. <clears throat> and if you're sleeping with someone or you have a spouse or you're in a room with other people, you might not want to just blurt it out loud, but say it in your heart. And say, Lord, You have been so faithful and here's how You've been faithful to me. And to talk to Him about that. You know, folks, when I go to bed, I just need an adjustment before I go to sleep. And when I wake up, I need an adjustment. I kind of get, I need to get my heart in tune. And I need to get my heart in tune before I rest. My wife can attest to this many, many times as we pray together before we go to rest. I'll say, Lord, please keep us while we rest. Keep our hearts meditating upon You and guard our hearts and minds. I can't do that. Can you? We can't do that. He has to do that. This is a declaration of God's said, His loving kindness and His faithfulness. Folks, the psalmist is saying this. Because He has given meditation to a particular truth in your Bible. And I want you to take your Bible and turn to Exodus chapter 34. <clears throat> and we've turned here before. What we have is... Moses' request that God would show him His glory. And God said to Moses, Exodus 33 and verse 19, I Myself will make all My goodness. So what we're going to read in just a few moments is an expression of all of God's goodness pass before you and he's going to see God's glory, the expression, the radiant expression of his goodness, when God proclaims his name, who he is. So, Exodus 34, <clears throat> verse 6. Then the Lord passed by in front of him and proclaimed, The Lord the Lord God, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, note this, abounding in, what's the first one? <coughs> Loving kindness. And what's the second one? Truth. And if you have a margin in your Bible, and you look in that margin, by verse 6, it will say, or... What word? Does someone have this in their margin? What does it say? Faithfulness. Faithfulness. 
<clears throat> so brethren, when the psalmist in Psalm 92 says, in the morning I'm going to declare your loving kindness. And in the evening, when I lay down my head, I'm going to declare your faithfulness. Where's he getting this from? He's getting this from Exodus 34 and verse 6 about the goodness of God. That He abounds. He abounds. He overflows in loving kindness and truth. And He keeps that loving kindness to thousands of people who love Him. Everybody see that? I love it when I see the Psalm 1 man expressing himself in the later Psalms. He's thinking about who God is. He's thinking about His goodness. What does His goodness comprise of? His compassion, His mercies, His loving kindness, His faithfulness. And so the psalmist says, you know what? Every morning, I'm going to declare His loving kindness. And because it abounds all throughout the day, when I go to bed, I'm going to declare His faithfulness. Now I want to conclude with one last passage. And that is in the book of Lamentations. You'll recall our series of the book of Lamentations. Lamentations, to say the obvious, is a very sorrowful book. You have people suffering intensely. You have the destruction of Jerusalem. You have mothers eating their babies. You have people in famished and their skins are just laying on them, darkened from the heat of the day and the lack of food and moisture to that skin. And Jeremiah is noticeably, rightfully, grieved about this. And he expresses that grief. And then in chapter 3, In verse 21, let's begin in verse 17. He says, My soul has been rejected from peace. So he's not at rest. I have forgotten happiness. He doesn't know what it means to be happy anymore. Verse 18, My strength has perished. And my hope has perished from the Lord. That's a miserable state, isn't it? Verse 19. Lord, remember my affliction and my wondering, the wormwood and bitterness. Surely my soul remembers and is bowed down within me. Now note verse 21. This I recall to mind. Now his hope had been rejected. But he recalled this to his mind. Therefore he has what? 
He has hope. Verse 22. The Lord's what? Loving kindnesses indeed never cease. For His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Do you see that? The psalmist wakes up in the morning and declares God's loving kindness. He goes to bed and declares God's faithfulness. And here's Jeremiah in the midst of suffering and trial. And his soul is black and dark and pained and grieved. No strength. No hope. All perished. And he recalls this to mind. That is Exodus 34 verse 6. And what caught in his soul was the seed and the sapling of hope. Where was his hope? Well, God's loving kindnesses haven't stopped. Remember Exodus 34 said he abounds in it. His compassions never stop. In spite of what we see with our eyes. In fact, they're new what? Every morning. What's new every morning? His compassions and His loving kindnesses. New every morning. And as he thinks about that, he says, great is your what? Your faithfulness. That is a wonderful and beautiful expression. All the way from the prosperity in Psalm 1 to the heights of the glories of Moses on top of Mount Sinai, all the way to the valley of the depths of Jeremiah. And what do you have in between? You have a psalmist who's made it a practice that when he wakes up in the morning, he declares and gives thanks for God's loving kindness. And when he lays his head to bed in the evening, he thanks and declares God's faithfulness. On the Sabbath day, and perhaps what? Every day in his devotions. Folks, I was <clears throat> just so taken with that <clears throat> that this past week I have I have our prayer list. My prayer list is on my phone. It's under a I have a little to do app, and <clears throat> when I pray for you, it has little things underneath its name. And when I pray for you, and I finish praying for you, I hit a little button, and it repeats it. And the next time I have you on my rotation. And I added a little to-do. 8 a.m. in the morning. Declare and remember the Lord's loving kindness. And at 10 p.m., declare and remember God's faithfulness. To make that a practice in my life. Hopefully one day I won't need a to-do app to remind me. 
<laughs> David didn't have that or the psalmist didn't have that. But it's a way to put into practice what we're seeing here in the Psalms. And may God Himself work in our hearts to become more of a thankful people remembering His name every day. But especially, I think we could transfer this from the Sabbath day to the Lord's day. Every day that we awake and we walk with Him.